Heathen Highlights. Welcome to this episode of the Comical Heathen, a new feature we've started recently called Heathen Highlights. This is where I, your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, the world's most highly educated stand-up comedian and the Comical Heathen, share with you some of our favorite clips over the past two seasons. Today's Heathen Highlight is a little different from the few we've done so far because this is actually an outtake from an episode that was not published. I did a season two episode with author Ben Radford, and we discussed the supposed rise in ghost sightings during the pandemic. During that conversation, we fell into a digression which got cut out of the published episode when I started asking him whether or not his background as a professional ghost buster, ghost investigator, paranormal investigator, affected his ability to enjoy horror movies. And so... Ben and myself, and I had a guest co-host that episode, Aaron Cosbiel, all spent a few minutes suddenly talking about our favorite horror movies and what we like in film. And I really wanted to share this part of the conversation with you, even though it didn't make it into the proper episode. Now, if you enjoy this or you're a Ben Radford fan, I will include a link to the episode that this outtake is from in the description down below. Otherwise, please enjoy today's episode of Heathen Highlights featuring my conversation with Ben Radford. As a folklorist who studies these stories, do you get any joy out of the Halloween season? Joy. Are, are you like the, uh, you know, because you're like the Wizard of Oz, you know what's going on. You like the candy. Yeah. Do you well, like, do you what, like what are you offering here, Aaron? Well, no, or no. horror movies. Like, no. I, let, let me let me give an example. I'm going to hijack sure. your answer for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, uh, who's Japanese, and that's relevant to the story, loves horror movies. And I loved horror movies as a kid, not so much now, but. A few years ago, they released a special edition of The Exorcist in the cinemas, mm-hmm. and she had never seen it. And she's like, this is the most famous horror movie of all time. I said, Let's go. And uh, she sat there the whole time underwhelmed. Nothing affected her. Nothing frightened her. And when it was over, I asked her, well, what'd you think of that? That's the scariest movie ever made. She said, no, that's a movie about a family with a very sick girl that refused to get her medical help. And so on the one hand, as a Japanese person, she had none of the folklore or mythos or Catholicism that feeds the lore of the film. So none of it like was invested in any of it. Right. And I also add, it kind of echoes what you said. She was more frightened by the parents. Like, what are you doing to your kid in this movie? Not all the blood and the vomiting and the, the scary stuff didn't affect her at all. Okay. I love this anecdote. And here's why. Okay. So here, here's my question to you. So I would be very curious. You don't need to do this right now, but just at some point, I'd be mm-hmm. curious to have you and her watch a Japanese horror film, for example, Kuchisaki Ona, mm-hmm. which is a the slit face woman, and that's a it's a Japanese folkloric figure that I that I've researched in this and that. So in Japanese folklore, there's there's yuri, there's yokai, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of monsters and things. And so I that's what I find really interesting about the story, right? Is it is it coming from a different culture? Mm-hmm. She wouldn't necessarily find the, the Catholicism mm-hmm. creepy, but I'd be really fascinated to see if she was watching a Japanese horror film that was rooted in Japanese folklore that she did, in fact, uh, either ostensibly embrace or at least had some background in. Mm -hmm. That might really speak to her. Well, the famous horror films, some of which have been remade in America, such as The Ring. Ringu, yeah. Feature that like a pale girl with long black hair. Right. That's a traditional Japanese ghost, basically speaking. She loves those movies. Okay, but but does she find them? But does she, does she find them scary? Yes, 
Boom. <laughs> no, I, I find this, I, I love that as a folklorist, I find this fascinating. Let me tell you one quick rejoinder mm-hmm. to the exorcist story because yeah. I actually have a follow-up to that. So uh, like you, I, I don't think it was the same theater because it was years back, but I went to one of the many, 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 many remakes reissues director's cuts um that uh that uh that they did that uh, william friedkin did and i remember this happened maybe 10 years ago so it was one of those mm-hmm. and i was coming out of the theater seeing the exorcist i'm not a i i like the exorcist i i don't think it's it's Friedkin's best work um right. if you want to see some really good uh check out his film uh sorcerer 1977, mm-hmm. I think. Excellent. It's an amazing film. It's a, it's, a, it's a remake of a French film called Wages of Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he also did a, book, uh, a, short, a small film called Bug, um, mm-hmm. which was excellent with uh, Ashley Judd, I think, and yeah. uh, Michael Shannon. Anyway, if you want to see something really scary, check out Bug. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I was leaving the theater after seeing The Exorcist. Two uh, girls, probably late teens, early 20s, were walking out of the theater in front of me. And I was, over, I was overhearing what they were saying. And it was fascinating. They're, they're talking to each other and they're like, oh my God, that was like, that was so scary. And one of the girls sitting together was like, you know, that stuff happens. And, and she's, the other girl's like, I know. It's like, you know, a friend, I saw this thing on TV. And it was fascinating to me because as we were leaving the theater, I realized that we were seeing the same film, but we were seeing from different points of view. Mm. So I was seeing the film as it's a, you know, it's a based on the William Peter Blatty novel, this and that, and, you know, all this sort of, and, you know, and, and, Mm. you know, the Ouija board and as a folklorist investigator, I'm, I'm seeing all the, all the components here. I happen to know a lot about the, the, the alleged true story behind the exorcist and all this, but the, the girls in front of me, if you talk to them and I didn't, cause I didn't want to be that right, creepy right. to them. It was a fictional depiction with actors and scripts and lights mm-hmm. and things like that, but of things that really happened in their mind. It's like, well, yeah, that's, this is a, this is a movie, but this really happened. This is a, this is a fictional depiction of things that really happened. Whereas I was not coming to it from that point of view at all. I was like, this is a fictional depiction of something that doesn't really happen. Oftentimes when we experience something like a film, we assume that other people share our interpretation and that's not really necessarily the case. And finally, you did answer my original question because what I was getting at was whether or not horror stories are different for you as a folklorist who's studying them. You know, it is a kind of a shame because, you know, I, I do like horror films mm-hmm. uh, and I've always, I mean, the, 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 the horror films that I really like are psychological thrillers like okay. Jacob's Ladder or okay. Frailty. Um, all right, well, let's do this real quick because uh, we're all nerds here. Favorite <laughs> yeah. horror film of all time. Aaron, go. I have seen two horror films in my life. Uh, and one nerd. of them was The Exorcist. <laughs> I'm just going to call Casper a horror film. Uh, <laughs> As a monster Casper's in it. I mean, Casper's my favorite ghost because he's the most relatable ghost to me. Like, if there's characters in fiction that I just see myself in, be friendly. <laughs> Walks uh, around naked all the time, just yeah. like you, right? Look, yeah. pants, look, I believe in a lot of things, but I don't necessarily believe in pants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it would be impossible to prove whether or not who is wearing pants right now on this podcast. It's it's a mystery that it's inexplicable. It's it will not remain unsolved. It will remain unsolved yes. mystery. We really hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please look up the full episode. And if you enjoy our original and unique content, be sure to follow, like, and share what we do. We really appreciate your support. I've been your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe. Our original theme music features Mark Bell playing Bach on the famous Skinner organ. It's been remixed by Jeff Geddert. 
and thank you for listening to this episode. You can always contact us at comicalheathen at gmail.com. And as always, it might be your dogma, but it's my karma. And I'm all about spreading the love. Thank you. <laughs>